Welcome to Younger and Older. This is Dave Wager, your host today from Relate365.com. Again, normally I'm with Jason, and he's not with me today. Instead, I'm with Jenna Brash. And if you were with us the last program, you realize that Jenna is the wife of Nate Brash, who is with us talking about his cancer journey and is now with the Lord. And she has agreed to come and kind of carry the torch from now on when we want to talk about this subject. Um, and Nate was hoping that he could stay with us until the day he died or the day God healed him. And he did stay with us pretty much to the day <laughs> that he died. Yeah, we couldn't, I, I actually was thinking of going to the hospital with a, my recorder <laughs> and talking to him. But I thought, you know, he doesn't need that, you know, right now. <laughs> Um, and so I'm glad that you've picked up the torch for us mm -hmm. and we can continue to talk about these things. Mm -hmm. Because as we talk, there's so many people listening who are going through uh, struggles and trying moments. Mm -hmm. And you've gone through it and you've come through it in a way where you look healthy and you look like <laughs> your family has gone through this as, as best as yeah. you can. Mm -hmm. And you have a positive outlook. And, and people need, if they don't have that, they need to talk to you and say, help me. Yeah. Yep. And not that you've had every moment where everything's <laughs> under control. No. <laughs> you know, um, I don't. Um, and nobody does. There no. are times where you just break into tears over things. Yep. And that's normal because you, you loved deeply. Mm -hmm. uh, but for those who want to get caught up, you need to go to younger, older, uh, and uh, go back to Relate365.com and, and go look through the archives there. And look for anything that says Nate and Dave, or now Jenna and Dave, and uh, download those, and you'll be brought up to date. Um, now, Jenna, when um, there was a time where Nate came and talked to me and said that they were going to put him on hospice, or mm -hmm. we're talking about that. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I don't know if everyone even knows what hospice is. What is that? It's actually it's wonderful, and it's the most wonderful thing that could have happened to us you know at that time in our lives it's basically care for um anybody with a terminal illness um and before he was on hospice we had started palliative care which is care for anybody with a long-term illness as well i think hospice is more like the end is is near and okay. we know it's coming um but his care kind of shifted from how do we keep him going to how do we improve his quality of life so that he can enjoy his life as much as he can until the end. Yeah. So. Now, you were his main support. When he, so, came, yeah. <laughs> when he came and talked with me, again, you, you were the center of his life yeah. as far as relationships go. Mm -hmm. um, he, he obviously loved you dearly, and he was appreciating you I think more and more every day mm -hmm. and how you took care of him so how did you take care of him what did you do <laughs> what did you do to make this man say you know what it's not bad I, <laughs> I, I I'm being cared for yeah and he looked forward to being with you he looked forward yep. to so what did you do I think very early on I had to kind of learn how to let him do what he felt like he could do while still trying to hold him accountable to keep him from hurting himself. Um, with this, the big storm that we had this past summer, we lost part of a tree in our yard. And he was out there, he had his chainsaw, you know, and I was out there too with mine. And we were, we were cutting this tree apart, this big limb that had fallen in our yard. 
And thankfully, his chainsaw wasn't on yet, but he went to to step over a branch, and he kind of stumbled. Mm -hmm. And I looked at him, and he looked at me. We didn't say anything, but he's like, I think I should probably put the saw down and go inside. I'm like, yeah, it's probably a good idea. So it, I could have like stopped him, like go put the saw down, don't even go out there. But I knew that he had to at least give it a shot. Yeah. And he he was so great with, I know it bothered him so much more than he let on, but he, he knew what his limits were and he knew like, you know, he wanted to be here for as long as he could, and he knew that might not happen yeah. if he's out carrying chainsaws around, you know, fallen limbs and all that. So he recognized his limits, and I carefully allowed him to find those limits, and I trusted him that when he reached a limit, he would be like, okay, I can't yeah. do this anymore. You so. know, good for you, because I can't picture <laughs> allowing Linda to cut with my <laughs> chainsaw. <laughs> and I, it's one of those things. I mean, I understand if Nate was hesitant. Yeah. It's not because uh, Linda can't cut with my yeah. chainsaw. It's because that's what I do. Well, yeah. Yep. And I know sitting inside that day as I'm out there doing whatever I had to do, like he felt bad, you know, almost like he was letting me down. Like yeah. she shouldn't have to do that. I should be able to do it. And it's like, well, here we are. Like, what else are we going to do? Like, and I think he saw that. And I think, you know, I'm thankful he had a lot of faith in me and my ability. And I think it helped. I think it helped him realize that should something happen to him, I'll be okay. Yeah. So. He was very concerned that you were going to be able to take care of the house. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> from uh, mail to mail, we oh, talked yes. about yep. that. And he was very concerned that. Yep. You would do that. Um, he was concerned that you would be able to um, take care of the fire in the furnace. Yeah. Have you been able to do that? Oh, yes. I was so proud of myself, I guess. But um, we had a cold snap just recently, and I actually got the perfect draft going. And I started the fire. There was no smoke that came out. There was nothing. Like, it was absolutely perfect. Wow. And it was so neat, and I felt like he was just kind of looking down on me like, yeah. She's got it. I, you know so. what? I need to have you teach me because when I when I built <laughs> well. my fires in my house, uh, when we we used to heat with wood and a wood boiler, and I tell you, I smoked the place yeah. out every oh, single I've, time. Oh, I've I've done that too, but yeah. I was really proud of that one time. No, yeah. well, good but, for you. Yeah, and I know he would be proud of yes. that because his goal, I mean, his concern when we would talk would be, I I really want them to be okay. Yeah, and I know that I can't be there to do it. Yep. So every time you stepped up to the plate, I'm mm -hmm. sure that was something for him. Yes. In two in two realms. I mean, it would bother me mm -hmm. because I I feel I would feel like I'm worthless now. I can, mm -hmm. you know men have this. Yeah. We we need to feel like we're taking charge of that physical thing. You yes. Know, that, yep. You know we we need to split the wood. We need to yep. stack the wood. We need to use the chainsaw and. Get out on the tractor and, you know, I mean, do things. Mm -hmm. However, if we're not there, yeah, we've done a disservice in a way because those mm -hmm. after us don't know how to do yeah. it. And I'm so thankful of all of the times where I could learn at his feet. Like, and he was such a patient teacher, you know, and he trusted me enough to learn how to do those things. Like, we changed oil, we split wood you know he when we, the storm came and blew out the power he taught me how to start the generator and hook everything up 
And it was not only a really sweet time that we could spend together, but now like just recently with all of this heavy snow that we've had and trees are falling and I'm watching the lights flicker, you know, and instead of like panicking and getting ready to, you know, call the neighbor, like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm like, no, I know how to do this. I can hook up the generator. We'll be fine. Yeah. So it, it, gave me the confidence that I needed to kind of start moving forward and and carry my family and take care of the house and and do whatever we got to do so yeah well I know he was proud of you and I and I think (laughs) I think that's part of taking care of your ailing husband yeah is figuring out how to come alongside and do some of the things that he was doing Mm -hmm. uh, that you're going to need to do if you're going to live in this area yeah. Yep. And and uh, have you decided are you going to stay in this oh, yes. area? Or you, yeah. Okay. As long as God has me here, I don't plan on going anywhere else. So okay. I know a lot of people were concerned about that, like from, you know, Racine and just people that aren't like used to this area. Do they area. know how dangerous Racine is? <laughs> I know. It's like, you want me to go there? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But they, like, they would ask, you know, are, are you going to go be with your family and I'm like no I'm not I'm here like this is my home this is my children's home I've always dreamed of living you know in an area like this and I'm happy so as long that's as right. God has me here I'll be here and don't mess with her she packs heat <laughs> I mean that's all there is to that um and and he did he teach you how to shoot a gun I grew up shooting guns okay but I like when I was really little um but yeah he taught me a lot really one thing that I did um probably a few months before he passed as I got my concealed carry permit. And I knew that was important to him. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, we, we would shoot. Yeah, a lot no, and I find it. that just fascinating because he, he was into guns and he was into, yeah. and to have you, um, get that concealed carry, that was oh, yeah. a big deal for yeah. him. So good <laughs> I for you. I'm really happy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, those are just little things you did, but those were, were, I yeah. think important things oh, for, yes. yep. Uh, not only your relationship, but for allowing him to die honorably. Oh, yes. And feel like the, the things were in place that needed to be in yeah. place. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, what other things as you look back do you think, just your time even, you spent quite a bit of time with him from the time that he got in the hospice or mm-hmm. whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, you were there all the time, oh, I, yes. I think. yes. I am so thankful for my in-laws. Um, they were able to come and stay with the kids, and I'd get up in the morning, get them off to school. They would come over, and I could just go and be with him, you know, mm-hmm. until he fell asleep. I would always wait until he fell asleep for the evening, and then I would head out. And that was such a gift to be able to, to be with him and know that my kids were safe and still, like, following a good routine nothing right. was like in upheaval i know like we were preparing lists of people that could come at a moment's notice and babysit but i feel good that my in-laws were able to come you know so that they could have that stability and i could go be with him and do what i needed to do yeah so. much less disruptive um, yes. in a lifestyle yep. which could have contributed to how they handled everything yeah you know yep. as well mm-hmm. uh, because their lives were continuing on the, on yes. the path yep uh, which is obviously very healthy. Now, if if you were talking to a another young wife who basically just got news and and is trying to figure out what to do, mm-hmm. what would you tell her to start with? I mean, what what would you say to her? I think it off if at all possible, go be with him. Like, and I would do anything that I could do, whether it's watch her kids or pick somebody up from the bus stop or whatever, so that she could go 
and do that. Um, I had a very dear friend that actually did that for me. You know, as soon as I got the news, she came over, she said, go, go be with him. Yeah. Um, and then I think I would just let her know that I'm here. Like it's difficult because it's a similar situation, but it's not the same. Right. But sometimes just knowing that there's somebody there that's been through it and is still okay is all you need. Yeah. You don't even really need to talk to them in that moment, but just knowing that there's somebody out there that knows exactly what you're feeling is helpful. So now, yeah, you know, during those those time periods, um, what did you find helpful from the body of Christ? I mean, a lot of people pitched in to do different things, mm-hmm. and what did you find not so helpful? <laughs> I mean, there 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 always is something where yeah. you go, you know, what that was a good intent. But maybe it wasn't, and maybe you can't think of anything, but I'm just wondering yeah. because people want to help people. And sometimes, for example, if it, when people handed you um, information on mm-hmm. alternative medical cares or something, yeah. it, was that helpful or was that not helpful? Not really. I think like, and I, I always like understood where there was com- where they were coming from and I never really had any like hard feelings, you know, like there was never anger or anything like that. But Nate and I pretty much from the beginning knew how it was going to end. I mean, it was stage four, you know. Um, So we weren't necessarily looking for a cure. And we didn't want to hear about cures because we knew that that might not and probably wasn't going to be an option. Right. So I, I would never offer any kind of advice like that. I would offer things that might help. Like, as you're going through this, this can make you more comfortable. This can make him more comfortable, you know, stuff like that to kind of support them in that. But as far as the decision on what treatment to pursue, that's, that wouldn't be, yeah. I would so feel why, like that was why did place. you decide to go with, uh, I would say, traditional medical? It, it, it's pretty tradition. Yeah. Um, so why did you decide that rather than, um, like, eating 400 bananas a day or <laughs> Whatever the latest is. Why did you decide that route and to dismiss everything else? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, Nate couldn't have eaten 400 bananas. I don't don't know if that actually (laughs) is a treatment, but yeah. Um, Well, a lot of the the things that were out there, like eating fresh vegetables, you know, stuff like that, juicing, cleansing, for him that would have made him miserable because of the nature of the tumors that he had, it would have caused all kinds of problems. So that automatically kind of threw that out the window. Right. But um, it just made sense to us. And I think people have their reasons of doing things, and that's totally fine. I know there's success stories for people that have used alternative medicine, but we just knew that we were in the place where that stuff wouldn't have worked. It was so far spread throughout his body. I mean, big physical tumors, like... Like there's only one way that they're coming out. Plus this was in the intestines. So yes. you didn't want to be messing with food oh, in the yeah. first place. Well, yeah. And that was that was very difficult. I mean, just finding things in the beginning that he could eat yeah. was hard, let alone, oh, try this cleanse. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to do that. So. Yeah. Not only that, I, you, you probably have to find somebody in the medical world who knows more than you and decide to trust them. Well, yeah, exactly. And ultimately we were trusting God. Like. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you were actually going to do yeah. because ultimately God was the one who was going to heal or not heal. And yes. yep. there was already a plan. And, and really, mm-hmm. before you ever got married, there was a date on this already that God had. Yep. And and he was preparing you mm-hmm. and Nate to go through this. Yes. And uh, and through it all, his faithfulness was shown. Yeah. 
And that's why those that are listening that aren't children of God, I don't know how you're going to go through yeah. it. Yep. Because you have no one to guide you and you have mm-hmm. no hope for the future. But it doesn't have to be that way. You you can have hope for the future. Yeah. Uh, feel free to contact us at Relate365.com and we'll get you in touch with Jenna and you could talk about it because there is hope. Mm-hmm. Um, as I as I speak of that, is there anything, and you don't have to remember references or anything, but is there any uh, particular scripture that came to your mind or, or that God brought to memory or words that he brought to memory or songs that he brought to memory that, that helped you during that, that time period? Because there had to be times where it was just, maybe Nate was sleeping and you're sitting there all by yourself. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. it, it, moments where you had to think about life that was going to be altering mm-hmm. and um, what went through your mind how did you do that um very carefully yeah <laughs> no it it in being able to to walk Nate actually through the physical dying process was really like eye-opening for me I like I didn't think I could do it I'm like uh nope you got the wrong girl <laughs> like, yeah um but I was able to be there through through that with him and it was a really unique experience and i i can see god's provision like because he kind of hung around for a while yeah he did like he they put him in hospice we got him all checked into the facility and i'm thinking any day now um but it was actually i think about three or four weeks before he passed and i think i i think nate wanted me to be there when he went yeah but i know in the beginning i was like i don't know if i can do that like i don't know if i can actually be there when it happens but i could kind of tell over time that nate wanted me to be there and i definitely knew when it happened that he did want me there and so i think it was over those weeks it was me processing what was gonna happen and getting ready to to be there and god gave like because i would get i would see him suffering and i would get frustrated and i know he was frustrated he never said anything but i knew you know, why isn't he taking him home? Right. You know, it got to the point where Nate couldn't do anything for himself. Right. I was staying and helping him roll over in bed right. every half hour, you know, through the night. And so we were just like, why? Why Why isn't God taking you? Like, what is the point of all this suffering? And, but looking back on that, like, I'm thankful for that time because I had time to prepare to be there to see him go home yeah was, so. was that a peaceful moment or what was that it it was everything all at once. Yeah. i think there there's two there's two sides like he's dying but he's going to home to glory and i think we weren't created to die right and so there's this tension and stress and there's this kind of balking against it like this isn't supposed to be like this and so it was kind of traumatic like it was difficult to watch him go it's a process and i think you know, it's not like in the movies where they just close their eyes yeah. and peacefully drift off. Like there's a process to it. And and it was very traumatic. It was difficult. For a few weeks after, that's all I saw and heard, you know, mm-hmm. and it was it was something I had to work through. But at the same time, like being able to walk him through that and remind him of what he's going to experience, of what right. he's going home to, I think that was probably the biggest gift right i was I thinking given if him. you yeah. were reminding him what he was going home to yeah. then you were reminding you of what yes. he was going home to <laughs> yes exactly yep so it was it took a while to really process through and i think i'm probably still kind of processing through it a little bit but yeah. it was it was i'm 
very thankful that I could have been there. So Yeah, and I am sure that if he could talk to you right now, he'd be saying he's thankful that you were there too. <laughs> uh, because that is how really I think life goes. Yep, yep. Um, it's, it's interesting because I, I would think, you know, when I think of the loved ones that have gone before me now, and even as we think of some that we know now, we pray that they'll be healed one day. And we know what mm -hmm. that means. It means yeah. that they're not going to be here anymore. Yep. But really, when you think of it, to go from the body that Nate was in mm -hmm. to being completely free. Yes. Yep. Um, and when you were talking about it, you, you were talking about that tension of, mm -hmm. uh, you know, wanting him. Why is he still here? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and really, some people wonder, how could you ever say that? Yeah. Well, yeah. because you actually love the person. Yes. And you trust God. Mm -hmm. Once again, if you're listening, we're, we're talking about a relationship with God. And if you don't have one, it doesn't make sense to you. And you will, you will cling to this life because it's all you have. Uh, the end of Nate's life, the, the pain that he was in and the discomfort and the dysfunction that he was experiencing, mm -hmm. the minute he closed his eyes on this earth, yes, it was over. Yep. And he's well today. Mm -hmm. So that's what we have to think about. And that's what you are obviously reminding yourself of. <laughs> yes. You might yep. have been reminding him. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I often wonder what those who are going through the death process, uh, actually see. Yeah. Um, I know my, one of my favorite stories, and I believe I, I shared that at Nate's funeral, but one of my favorite stories is, is about the um, rich man and Lazarus. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when Lazarus died, he was just carried. It tells yep. us, you know, the angels yep. carried him. And I, and I often wonder, what is that? Yeah. You know, how does that work? Not only that, uh, I'll throw some more speculation at you and <laughs> others. And uh, it, the, the universe is huge, and I've done some programs on how big it is. It's, it's measured in light years and everything. You know, the, the, traveling at the speed of light is an incredible thought. Mm -hmm. the, the Bible tells us that God is light. We measure the universe in light years because it's so big. Mm-hmm. In Fermi Lab in, in Batavia, Illinois, they discovered that Einstein's theory about traveling at the speed of light was correct. There's no time that passes mm -hmm. if you travel at the speed of light. So what you have is you, you have the idea that it's very possible that those who leave this life enter into a space where they're traveling at light speed <laughs> and no time passes. Yeah. Because in eternity, there's no time. Mm-hmm. So the day that you die, Jenna, it could be that he says, oh, you joined me. Mm -hmm. He may not even know that you're gone, yeah. that you're separated because of the time that is not there. Mm -hmm. Now, if anyone wants to find that reference in the Bible, I can't help you. There, there, <laughs> there is one. Yeah. That, that's totally speculation on my part. Yeah. But I'm, I'm thinking, you know, there, I think there's going to be quite a few surprises for those of us that think we have it all figured out. I'm not sure we have it all figured out. I do know this, though, that those that put their trust in Jesus and are in God's family can trust God. Mm -hmm. And when you close your eyes on this earth, you'll be carried, you'll be taken care of. Mm -hmm. And to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Now, I may not understand what all that looks like. <laughs> 
But Nate does. Yeah. And my he dad does. does. And my mom does. And, and my wife's mom does. And I mean, there are people that have gone before us that do. Mm-hmm. But we don't. Yeah. <laughs> and we're talking once again about a hope that's available to people that want it if they want to have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, how is life today for you? Are you are you happy, sad? How would you describe yourself? <laughs> All of the above? No. Yeah. There's definitely moments, um, but we're just living. Like I take the kids to school. I cook dinner, you know. Are you enjoying God? Oh, yes. Are you enjoying your kids? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. They're two, three, four, and seven. So sometimes, you know, some moments are more enjoyable yes, than others. I, but... I would imagine so. <laughs> but no, it's it's neat to see, um, see Nate and the kids, you know, and they're still young. But, um, and then like just yesterday at dinner, we were talking about funny things that Nate used to say. And it's interesting to see how much the kids are remembering that and and all of that. So. Oh, and they will. Oh, and, yeah. one, and once yep. we get them the recordings of all these programs, we're going to hear his voice. And, <laughs> yes, yep. You know, I mean, it, it's interesting how much influence um, moms and dads have. And I want to encourage, if you're a mom or a dad, mm-hmm. make sure that you actually spend time with your kids. Yeah, yep. Uh, because you'll be surprised. Remember, Moses had a tremendous influence from his mother. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how long he stayed with her. But remember, he got put in the bulrushes and got yeah, taken, yep. mm-hmm. and, and not, then all of a sudden he's put in with Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. And yet he knew who he was. And I think that's the prayer of every young person. I, I think that your children will grow up knowing oh, their yes. Nate's kids. Yes. Yep. Because there was a long enough period where they would know. Mm-hmm. And, and then some of the other reminders will come from you and pictures mm-hmm. and, yep. and other things. But... Uh, it's it's stamped on him, mm-hmm. and in the last year of his life, he was able to pour things into another direction. Yep. Because obviously he knew things were going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I wonder if you go back in life, if what things would you change? Like let's say Nate got healthy, yeah, and all of a sudden he was completely well. <laughs> what would you change anyway that you learned in the process? I, and that may be an unfair question because you haven't thought about yeah, it. Yeah. No. I think like we value each other more and we value what we have more. The time, like even now with my kids, like I'm, I realize the importance of being more intentional with them and spending time, you know, and Nate really set that example. And right. so, so when yeah. they're, they're home and you're with them, you want to make sure you're with them. Yes. Yep. And I would give that advice to everybody mm-hmm. listening. I don't care what relationship level, husband, wife, parents, mm-hmm. uh, children, if you're with somebody, be with, be with them, them Yes, yep. at that moment and not be on your phone and not be on the, watching television necessarily, be with them mm-hmm. for a little bit and at least connect on a relational level because in the end, that's what's going to matter. What's yep. holding your memories uh, great are the, the relational side that you yes. had with Nate, yeah. not the times he spent looking at his phone. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Well, we've been talking with Jenna Brash, and uh, if you've listened to Younger Older, you've heard us uh, interview her husband as he's been a part of our program. And you can go back to Relate365.com, look for Nate and Dave, or now you can look for Jenna and Dave. And in those conversations, we hope to be able to continue to chronicle what it is to trust in God through some very difficult situations. If you want to get a hold of Jenna, please get a hold of us at Relate365.com, and we'll make sure she gets it. 
Uh, we look forward to talking to you again. You can find this podcast and others again at Relate365.com. Goodbye.